It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Up the spine. CDC has got you flowing on the music. 
music stream. Don't lose sight and focus. Live it up and live the dream. Three, two, one, zero. Take a moment, feel like a hero. I don't want to know your name. I just want to bang, bang, bang. My life is so full, so we're for plenty. No matter if I'm on the streets of the city, my life is dark down to the better tapes. My life is tuned in to the radio play. My life is mine to share with you to get me through the day. We'll keep things just right, cause I know tonight will change to yesterday. But before you go, please promise me that you will hear me say, In my memory, you will stay. Well, good Monday morning, everyone, and thank you for coming out to Life is But a Dream with your host, the Dream Teacher. I hope you all had a beautiful sleep last night, as I sure did. I actually went to bed early, went to bed at, whew, before 11 o'clock. Can you believe that? <laughs> I'm usually in bed by, like, I don't know, 2, 3, 4 in the morning. But I decided to go to bed way earlier. Not sure why. Maybe because I had the show. I mean, I was still going to stay up and do the show regardless if I slept or not. <laughs> But that's all right. It worked out for the better. And I was kind of hesitant to wake up this morning. I was like, oh, man, I really got to wake up. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, oh, it's going to be cold outside. I do the show on the porch, and I like to be in the middle of the world, if you will, getting into the hustle and bustle of the Monday morning as everybody is just running around and trying to get to work and go into all the places that they need to go. So I like to sit in the middle of it and enjoy the beginning stages of the world waking up. And not going to lie, I might go back to bed. <laughs> but what we are here for is to talk about our dreams and dreams that we've had overnight, over this past week, uh, some things that have been maybe confusing us or things that we need to get a little bit of clarity on. So I will be helping you interpret your dreams, um, see if there's any kind of secret messages hidden in them, something that maybe you need to know that you that should really be brought to your conscious attention. And we can do that together. So what I am asking you is, if you would like to get some clarity on your dreams, you can either post them up in the chat and we can talk about them there, or you can call in at 646-727-2870. And that is my line. You can come down and we can talk and converse about your dream and see where they lead you. Um, I also have my cards. As you know, I have a show Thirsty Thursdays on Thursday nights that I do cards and readings for people. And so what I can do is, you know, pull a card for your dream and see where your focus kind of needs to be. We can talk to it, um, communicate with it intuitively, and figure some things out. So hopefully that will resonate with you. And then you'll get a much better understanding of your own dream. So at the moment right now, I'm having a little trouble with my switchboard. So 
calls are going to have to be put on hold for a moment. I'm not sure what's going on. Blog talk is being very slow this morning. I almost didn't even get to open up the chat and switchboard at the right time because they have a little intro music. <laughs> it's all set up. So, um, if you're in the chat and you wanted to talk about your dream, go ahead and just write it down. If not, I'll be talking about mine. I've had some pretty crazy dreams over this past week. There's a lot of um, a lot of parties in my dreams, lots and lots of parties and meetings of new people. And it was really weird. I swear I've dreamed about this before. I went and hung out with this guy, Tony, and went over to his friend's place. And, you know, I walked in there, and it's a pretty cool place. I really like the look of it. And I sit there, and, you know, we're just having a little conversation. And I just seriously felt like I met them all before. Like, it totally just seems like every single one of them, like, we've met before, we've talked before, we've all communicated. I really, really think it was, like, in my dreams. And that's where I get, like, a lot of these premonitions, so to speak. Like, I get so much from my dreams. My dreams are, at least mine, they're very... um, very psychic dreams. They really, they're very intuitive. They're very strong, and I think that's a good thing. I think that it helps me out in a lot of ways. It helps me kind of get a gist of what's going to happen. It's like I can feel it and I know what's going on, and then boom, it happens. I'm like, whoa, whoa, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that totally just happened. Or, I mean, it didn't happen just now, but it did happen just now, but I swear it happened before. <laughs> you know, that kind of state of mind. <laughs> so, I always, well, I don't always do this, but I've been trying to do it more and more, is writing down more of my dreams. And it's definitely a hard task. It's hard to actually motivate yourself, especially right when you wake up to be like, Okay, where's the pen? Where's the paper? Okay, let's do... Oh, wait. Mm, what happened? Am I using proper English? Am I... What? <laughs> I'm definitely not using proper English. It's like dream English. And then there's like random scattered words and like <laughs> just so much random stuff. goes back and forth and talk about like a subconscious writing experience, right? Oh, and... Speaking of which, if any of you have read Conversations with God, very good book. I recommend it to anybody uh, that hasn't read it to definitely read it. It is a very informative book, and it's a little combo with God. So in lieu of reading that, um, I was hanging out with a friend, told her about the book, and she mentioned, she's like, well, why don't you write your own conversation with God? I'm like, you know what? That is an excellent idea. Because, I mean, the how the guy started is he is um, a therapist, and he does, like, a technique where he writes people letters that he's mad at or upset with, but he never mails them. And he decided to write one to God because he was upset with God. And he never, well never really expected to get a response from him. <laughs> so, 
I kind of did the same thing. I was getting a little upset, and I myself wrote to God. And interestingly enough, he wrote back. So I definitely want to share that with you, but I think we're going to save it for um, Thirsty Thursdays. So if you're interested in hearing about my conversation with God, tune in Thursday nights at 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we'll be doing um, readings as usual, and then do a little conversation piece. And also, if you are an avid listener to the shows of awareness with the Dream Teacher, then maybe you can write your own little conversation with God and bring it on Thursday, and you can share it with everyone else. And it would be a pretty awesome experience to see whose conversations intertwine and what God sounds like to all these different people. I think it would be such an interesting experience. So, again, if you listen to the show and all of the Dream Teacher shows, then write your own little conversation with God and see what he has to say for you. I'm pretty sure it would be quite interesting. <laughs> Still having a little trouble here with uh, the switchboard. Oh, yeah, Mary Kay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on. It's just like uh, early morning blog talk kind of slow down here. seems that not too many shows are on this early, so you got to be lucky to get it all running properly. Okay. Hmm. Could be my internet connection as well. Let's see what we can do to fix this. I would like to play a little song for you guys. I like playing music. I feel like it helps um, bring different people in. It attracts different kind of energies. And when I play different songs, always somebody new pops in. So we're going to see how this goes. If I can get this BTR thing to work. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do is while this is loading, I'm going to pull a card for myself and see kind of where I want to, where I should focus and where I should be focusing after this long night slumber and gain a little bit of insight. And I use these cards intuitively, and it's a very, um, very rewarding and unique process. And um, I think it works out. You can ask any questions and you can get any insight. It's really a wonderful tool. Ooh, Mary Kay, you have two repeating dreams. We'll go ahead and share them in the chat if you wish. And we can talk about them. Definitely recurring dreams are things that should be brought into light, into focus. Oh, sorry about that. Into focus. When you have a recurring dream, it is something that really, really desperately needs to get into your attention. So let's see. One, you live in a hotel, and you keep moving from room to room. Okay. And two, you have a baby that you're desperately trying to take care of, but it usually just disappears. Ah, those are interesting. Okay. So, Mary Kay, do you, have you been moving around a lot yourself? Have you been thinking about moving? There's a lot of movement going on with you, and it seems that you're 
not happy with each room that you're picking and you just keep moving from room to room to room to room to room and not finding anywhere to stay dedicated to. Um, I think you might, I think the fact that it's like a hotel suggests that you don't feel like you're at home wherever you are. And yeah, okay. So you're definitely going to be, uh, that tells me that if you're thinking about moving, that you want to be sure on the place that you're moving to as you don't want to keep moving and then coming back, moving again and going back because that can definitely just build up lots of stress for you and just really keep you, well, you know, moving around is always good learning experiences, but, man, that takes a toll on you financially, you know, physically. It's a lot of work. And you have a baby that you're desperately trying to take care of, but it usually just disappears. So, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good idea to visit. And then decide if you like the place, etc. Maybe you should literally stay in a hotel in that place or in each place that you want to go. Maybe stay in a hotel, go from one room in one city to another room in another kind of like um, keeping, it's almost like a premonition, but yet a warning too. You know what I mean? I think that would that would definitely be beneficial for you. And this baby that you're trying to take care of, now, uh, do you know who the father is? <laughs> do you know where it came from, et cetera, et cetera? Is it your baby? Or is it the baby that kind of fell into your possession? And it's really scary that it disappears. Like, do you lose track of it? Does it, oh my gosh, that's scary. I think that that's reflecting to, there's, okay, now whenever the child comes up in the cards, it's a childlike state of happiness. And it could be that you're hanging on to this innocent, pure kind of demeanor or this um, part to you. But, and you're desperately trying to take care of it. Oh, sometimes a puppy, too. Okay, you're trying to take care of it. It's like this little gem. It reminds me of, like, hanging on to this diamond in the rough, you know, that, that thing that really just keeps you going, the thing that you're living for, it, that you're just desperate to make sure is okay, um, completely disappears, and you feel just not you feel not okay, and again, that's where I'm desperate, wow, that word just sticks out for me so much, so you feed it, love it, do CPR, but it slowly gets smaller and smaller and disappears, oh my gosh, that's scary, yeah, definitely, hmm, you're doing all the work, doing all the work to take care of it, and it just disappears, do you know where it goes, do you, have you ever found her, or found it again, the baby or the puppy, um, here, what I'm going to do for you is pull out, we're going to do two cards. I'll pull one card for your first dream and then one card for your second dream. All right, so for the hotel and the moving, around, moving from room to room, um, your focus should be, aha, on money. The fish came up. So focus on the money that 
is going to be taking part when you're moving around from room to room. Um, keep that in mind as money is going to play some important roles. Um, let's see. And then we're going to pick a card for your second dream. And I'm going to pick this up intuitively, pick off you, pick off your dream. Wow. The money card came again. That is crazy. That never happens. <laughs> um, oh, no audio. Can you hear? Can we hear loud and clear? Is everybody able to hear me? I hope so. Um, again, the money card. So your dreams are definitely about money. And I have a feeling that this baby may be like the little money that you have and that you're still desperately trying to take care of and it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller until poof, it disappears. How interesting. Very, very interesting. I wonder what your relationship is like with your money. Do you feed it? Do you love it? Huh. That's great. Oh, man, I hope it's working. I don't know. Mine is still working. Just blog talk is being crazy right now. Okay, finally. Wow, I got my switchboard all up. That took so long. Sorry about the refresh, guys. Hopefully that this will pan out a little bit better. Oh, Byron, hopefully that it clears for you. So, Mary Kay, I hope that um, helps a little bit. Okay, good. You can hear it now. But, yeah, I think uh, you're very concerned with money. If, don't, don't get me wrong here. That's just kind of what I'm seeing from what you give me. I think that you should watch how you spend your money. And especially with moving, better watch that it's not going to places it doesn't need to be, so kind of be a little frugal, if you will. I think you had something here. I'm having trouble with a business that I've worked really hard on. Ha, <laughs> that's what you said. Um, hmm. Well, is it your own business? Do you have, are you trying to start your own business, or do you have it already in place? Definitely, that's going to be a big concern, as it takes a lot, a lot of money to create your own business and start and keep it going. Oh, it takes so much money and so much time. I'm working on that myself, and it just takes forever. And you, of course, need the startup revenue. And if you and if you have, like, savings, um, oh, yeah, very much so. It definitely could be your baby. And take care of it. But you feel like it's getting smaller and smaller. Um, maybe what you're doing now is going to diminish that and eat it away and make it smaller and smaller. So maybe you have to do something new. Maybe you either need more money or <laughs> uh, Mary Kay has that, Byron. Oh, wow, that is delayed. Oh, my gosh. It really is so delayed, like I'll be talking, talking, and then like three minutes later the words pop up. <laughs> That's all right. I like a little challenge. But yeah, um, that would could very much so. I mean, a business to anybody feels like a baby, you know. You definitely have to feed it and love it 
<laughs> and maybe even do CPR to it <laughs> just to keep it alive. You've got to give, like, so much just to keep that going. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mary Kay, what we can do, if you want, I can give you a little bit of um, a more detailed reading, if you would like. Um, if you have a question that you would like to kind of address, you can just ask it in the chat, and then I will pull a card for you. And then we can focus on what symbolism it means, what ideals it should bring up, and how hopefully we can better answer your questions about this business, because I don't want your business to just completely disappear. I wish your business to grow and fruition completely, and of course that you do very well. So if you have a specific question that maybe you need some help with or that has been on your mind for a while, definitely go ahead and type it in the chat, and then I will pick it out intuitively for you. What you can do to effortlessly grow your business. All right, wonderful question. We're going to shuffle here and then pick a pattern on you, establishing our connection, and ah, I got the woman. The woman is a very positive card, and it suggests either love for a woman or a maternal instinct. So I'm thinking since this whole baby thing came up, you need to bring out your maternal instinct in creating this business. May I ask what the business is about? Because depending on what it is, um, the motherly instinct may be very important to getting customers or um, vendors or um, advertisers, anything. Having that mothering, kind of nurturing way about you could very much be a very positive way to go. I think that, oh, that is such a perfect comparison. You are the mother of this business. Ah, okay. A web designer. So take along this like, ah, see, exactly. There you go. Now that's something that you can definitely go after. You can, if you are babying your clients and you really just take absolute care of them. That would be something that I would advertise like hardcore. I'd be like, oh, hey, I'm Mother Nature computer or something like that. <laughs> I'm the Mother Nature designer, the Mother Web designer. Something kind of catchy like that. I'd be like, yeah, this is this is your mama and I'm going to take care of you like my little baby. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, be creative with it. Come up with something interesting for it. I think that would be a very, very positive way to go. And especially since your dreams kind of had that baby in it and, you know, you really, really have that um, focus. I really feel that you just have that, that amazing caring quality to you already. I think that's very predominant with you in that um, you're up early in the morning, so <laughs> I don't even know if you have kids of your own that you're getting off to school. But that's a very, very, very good business technique, I think. 
Very good. Um, I think I'm just going to pull one more card. See what we get for you. Ah, and we got the dog. Dog is loyalty and friendship. So definitely make those loving, motherly connections with um, the people that are loyal to you and the people that you consider friends as they will definitely be helping you out and helping provide insight for the things that you need help with because friends are definitely a very good support system. And I find that even here on Blog Talk Radio, great support system, great support system. Like, Blog Talk is such an amazing place. Without being here and listening here, I definitely would not be where I am today. Oh, you're very welcome, Mary Kay. (laughs) And yes, I did pull the dog card. (laughs) Totally true. Totally 100% real, I promise. Oh, yeah, definitely important to have the right clients. Very true. Sometimes you need those people to drift in and out, but without them, then it wouldn't be the good clients to stick around. <laughs> All right. So we are giving like a little bit of a break. And I'm going to play a little cute song to kind of bring in a little bit good energy. So enjoy Fireflies. Leave my door open just to crash. 
be taught how to interpret the intuition that comes through your body and, and develop that into a fine-tuned mechanism um, mm-hmm. like like any skill. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely something that to be um, worked on and practiced upon. I mean, it can only get better if you just keep, you know, practicing and paying attention. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. I think um, one of the big things that really opened me up to that kind of thing mm-hmm. is deja vu that really ah. really started messing with me and once I had it so much I was like okay there's got to be something going on here there there has to be so then exactly. you know I looked into it more and more and you know here I am now I can get little premonitions from my dreams and know a couple of things in advance I don't know if you heard um, earlier but I was talking about how I met with a random group of people this weekend and I swear, I swear, I met them all before and like in the same setting and everything. Every one seemed so familiar. Now, and that sounds like precognition. Definitely. Um, I've had several clients who have come to me with what they thought was deja vu, and mm-hmm. in actuality, it was uh, beginnings of precognitive surfacing of. Um, psychological capabilities that they had that they mm-hmm. had allowed themselves to go with it so uh, when they when they came in um, we we had a few sessions together and then we tested them for them oh wow that's pretty cool so how do you know are you um, a psychologist yourself I am a psychologist yes okay all right. um, so then, my specialty is in forensic psychology, and I had a uh, 20-year career in trauma medicine before that. Oh, wow. So I've kind of career. seen some things. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you'd <laughs> like to just shed some light, then go ahead. Okay, great. absolutely. Uh, so what do you think? What, do you, what are your opinions about dreams? Do you think they're just little messages that either need to be released from the brain, or do you think they actually hold significance, let alone um, pre They're significant to the individual because you have to remember what sleep is. Sleep Mm -hmm. is the brain's way of allowing you very quietly to go insane every night and then come back perfectly normal in the morning to take out the garbage, um, expel the toxins of the mind, so to speak. And remember, in dreams, you can do anything anyone else can. You can be Donald Trump. You can win at the blackjack table. You can lure the ladies. I mean, you can do anything you want in a dream. Go shoe shopping, whatever. You know, it's uh, it's a ball. But uh, in the morning when you wake up, the reality is, now, what did that mean? You know, and some of it, uh, some of it's chemical. And some of it is biologic. Now, by that, I mean you know as well as I do that the foods you eat affect how you dream. Yes. I'm sure you know that. Um, oh, yeah. That goes without saying. And sometimes um, sometimes you know, it's just kind of more important not to have a sardine sandwich before you go to bed. Uh, you know, uh, certain foods have certain capabilities. They tested this at Duke, by the way, Duke University. Mm-hmm. They have a really big parapsychogenic lab there that they do oh, a really? lot of uh, paranormal uh, work with. Oh, but uh, 
I, I tell people all the time, I said, look, don't try and interpret your own dreams. Go to somebody who has read some books and, you know, doesn't necessarily have a degree, but they at least understand the concept of dream interpretation. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. I think anyone can do it. You don't have to be a psychologist, but uh, it's very exactly. important not to mislead somebody that way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's why I try to um, pick up intuitively. What I do is um, I can really, um, for some reason, I'm just, I can really read a person once they tell me what's going on in their dreams. For some you reason, might make a pretty good profiler. <laughs> I hope so. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> I actually started out, believe it or not, I started the dream teacher making music and that was my music name and then it just kind of came out into this and worked that's out sort of like Stephen Wright who uh, made millions of dollars off of a music album called Dreamweaver oh, in, uh, in the 60s wow <laughs> so it's there's nothing new it's just someone else who's doing it newer yeah exactly you gotta things refreshed and things are always repeated history repeats itself <sighs> Yeah, unfortunately, what was old will be new again. <laughs> like all the fads coming out. The oh, yeah. I never again. thought I'd see bell bottoms come back, but they sure did. <laughs> I'm a little frightened, though, because I'm afraid leisure suits are going to make the rounds again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and after the 70s, I don't ever want to see those again. <laughs> well, I wasn't around for it for the first time, so I'm not too good to say. Trust me, I was a Woodstock kid. I've been around. Oh, wow. Woo! <laughs> I wish I could experience that. I can see the movie. That's about it. <laughs> well, you know, there's a thing I always say to people that if you can remember Woodstock, you weren't there. Because <laughs> most of the people that were there really don't remember what happened when they were there. They know they showed up in one set of clothes and left in another. Oh, my God. And usually with either pneumonia, an upper respiratory infection, or a sexually transmitted disease because oh it was God. three days of mud, rain, and music, and alcohol, drugs, the whole routine. It was a madhouse. That sounds like a big-ass party. <laughs> Biggest party you'll ever see in your life, 100,000-plus oh. people. I think we should have another one. Why well, they tried doing it again, but... Um, they tried to upgrade the idea and, you know, uh, somebody kind of Fifth avenue it way too much and got away from the original concept of what Woodstock was about, which was music, wow. love, and peace. And mm-hmm. the second one, they had valet parking and catering and, geez, Louise. Oh. It really <laughs> it totally got out of hand, dude. Oh, yeah. That sounds like it. It's always tainted, like, the whole reason and the whole point of it. Now, what part of the country are you in? I'm in Ohio, in Cleveland. Oh, okay. I'm in Palm Beach, Florida. Oh, wow. Mm, I'm jealous. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I Actually, was in Cleveland I once a long time ago. I had a really good time. Yeah, once, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I went looking for a place called Tony Paco's. Um mm. The uh, Hungarian hot dogs, or something like that, because of a TV show that I saw. You know, this oh, guy wow. really going off talking about Tony Paco's, and I, I never did find it, but uh, I had fun looking, and I met some really nice people there. Oh yeah, definitely great people here. That's probably 
why it's hard to leave because I mean it's, there's really great connections here, really great people. They're just all stuck in a shitty place. That's all. See, so, yeah, it was weird. I had a um, a reader, a psychic reader, tell me that I'm going to be traveling um, a lot back and forth to Florida, and a lot of Florida things have been coming up recently, like within my own reality, uh, yeah, um, I guess. <laughs> I put the website in there for my book, by the way. Okay. Let's see. And that's, uh, we're, red. yeah, we're negotiating with Fox at the moment to oh. sell that to as a TV series for next year. Oh, wow. So do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Well, the book is called The Streets Ran Red. And it's about the first job I had when I came home from Vietnam as a deputy sheriff paramedic in the early oh. 70s. And it's based on true events. Everything that happens in the book happened in the real world. The only thing different about the book is that, of course, for privacy's sake, I changed names and locations. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, graphic in nature. And it will, in all intent, for all intent and purposes, let you know what it feels like to strap on a badge and a gun and go out and work the streets, not just oh, as wow. a paramedic, but as a as a deputy. Um, and it's actually dedicated to everyone in law enforcement and EMS, uh, men and women, doctors, nurses, mm-hmm. the whole routine, because the reality the reality of of the job is far more intense than television will. I mean, television's got a lot of good shows and stuff on that show you, but they really don't, they really don't show you how it feels to wake up in the morning and put on a uniform knowing Mm -hmm. in the back of your mind that today you may have to take someone's life or even far worse, someone may take yours. That right. takes a and special people, breed of cat. Yeah, definitely. See, that's and a, a really that's where point. your show comes in because if you ever had any intuition <laughs> or precognition, trust me, you'll use it in this job. Oh wow! Yeah, it'll keep you alive. Yeah, definitely. You got to use that. You got to be on your toes at all times. And what better place to, for that to come out than saving your own life sometimes and the lives of others? Well, the first rule of law enforcement is go home at the end of your shift. <laughs> if you can fulfill that, you've completed your duty for the day. You know, you're okay. Wow. wow. I couldn't imagine living like that day to day. Well, you know what happens? I'll tell you a little hmm. secret. Okay. And this happens to policemen. This happens to trauma surgeons. This happens to some nurses. This happens to a number of people. They become what's called adrenaline jockeys. Mm. And they're sort of like surfing the next chemical high of Mm -hmm. how bad can I get somebody through this situation. And you keep doing it because every time you think you've seen it all, (laughs) something else comes along and says, no, you haven't either. And, uh, (laughs) you know, um, the book is... um, <clears throat> is very graphic in that fashion in that uh you see you see the reality of life 
and mm-hmm. humanity. And that uh, that always influences people in different ways. Oh, definitely. See, now what you were trying to get across is, you know, that wake up in the morning and what you have to do that whole day, again, keeping that in the back of your mind, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that you may, you know, run the risk of your life today. And that's a very hard point to convey, like in TV shows and stuff, because you really can't, you don't get much of the thoughts. You don't hear many of the there you go. narrators. See, they only have thoughts. two-dimensional capabilities there. They can mm-hmm. show you a picture and deliver some lines, mm-hmm. but they can't really, I mean, even the best actors in the world can't show you thought. Right. And that's where movies and TV fail reality. Um mm-hmm. We can put anything you want on the screen and make it happen, but mm-hmm. the reality is that when all is said and done, when you woke up this morning, you sat there on the edge of your bed and you thought about today, and you did it in your own special little way. And everybody mm-hmm. does that. That's what makes them them. And the Very key much. to this whole thing is that you know, no matter you know, no matter how good or bad your life is, there's always going to be someone who's either better or worse. Yeah, definitely. I feel you. What's so, the strangest dream you've ever interpreted? The strangest dream I've interpreted? Yeah. Um, there was a pretty funny one that I remember. It was a close friend. His name is Aaron, and he actually used to live in the house that I'm living in now. And he told me, <clears throat> excuse me, he told me, he was like, um, I dreamed that I was, that this house was an entire jungle. And that, um, like, we, a bunch of girls live here. So it's kind of like, always like king of the jungle. And who's, you know, going to be the loudest one, who's going to get the most attention, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he told me about that. And now we had to do all this, um, secret undercover work and, like, running around and running through the jungle and, like, doing kind of, like, army co-op mission, which is ironic because now he's in the army. And I thought it was pretty funny because it kind of related to me as well. And I woke up and I had almost the same feeling, but I didn't dream the same thing. And I woke up and went outside and there are just birds surrounding the entire house and they were just going crazy, like, I woke up feeling like I was in the jungle myself. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so weird. It's so weird. Because, like, when I start doing dreams for other people, they mm-hmm. kind of come into my own dreams, too. That makes sense, though. Yeah, definitely. That's See, association. That's, that's logical. That makes a lot of sense. Right. See, now, I've been doing the same thing. What I do is, you know, help people and give advice on my other show. And I started doing it so much to the point where people could get a hold of me whenever, and it was really depleting my own, like, energy. It was really killing me. So I had to finally cut that off because it was just getting into my life so much, and it was literally driving me crazy. I barely could tell my life from somebody else's and, you know, giving advice. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't, I can't even decipher which is which. So I got to watch when I do that too much because then it just starts to intertwine with my own life. Yeah, yeah, that's that's overlap, and that happens on a lot of uh, a lot of people who do dream interpretation 
for a living, uh, you have mm-hmm. to be careful not to have transference or even counter-transference of the dreams take over. Um, yeah. And if it does, it affects the, it really affects the quality of what you're doing. Most mm-hmm. people try to be too literal about interpreting dreams and they get it all wrong. That's where they go astray. Dreams yeah. are not literal. Uh, you know, if you dream about a dog, it's got nothing to do with a dog at all. You know, um, it's yeah, definitely. I mean, see, I get the card. Um, I have cards, and the dog means friendship and loyalty. Yeah, that's true. so. You know, it could be kind of things like that. Um, things that have like that little dual meaning, if you will. Mm-hmm. See, but, okay, now, one of the most confusing dreams that I can't even interpret, I had myself, I explained it on the last show, my first show that I had, because we were talking about dreams, and I was talking about mine, and the one, I was, like, in this school, and I was running around and doing stuff, and it was, like, a dorm, and there was this old woman that lived there, and she had this bathroom, this beautiful, beautiful bathroom that... Uh, nobody was allowed to use. And it was like marble countertops, and there were sailboats everywhere. Okay, she was obsessed with sailboats. And so I remember she, like, came up and gave me a hug, and she whispered in my ear. She's like, did you find it? And I said, find what? She asked. She's like, the note, the rope. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, I went over, and, like, I knew exactly what she was talking about, so I was going to look for this rope. And I went and used her bathroom, the one that nobody was supposed to use. And then, bam, somebody took a picture of me right as I was washing my hands. And I turned around, went into the closet, and I found the rope. So I pulled it, and attached at the end was a note in the shape of a sail. So I grabbed it, and, like, I, for some reason, I, like, knew the dream was ending, so I put it in my pocket quickly. And then, boom, I woke up. And I'm like, okay, now what the heck does this note say? Where is it? I'm like, I woke up digging in my pockets, like, looking what for is the it? note, what is it? of course. <laughs> yeah, I, that makes sense. I didn't even know. I would love to figure out what the heck that note said. <laughs> the note probably said, don't pull on the rope. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes um, the the going into the bathroom is especially if it's like a private bathroom in the dream and you went in there, it's um, subconsciously your your mind is basically saying you're going someplace that you, you know you shouldn't go and it's uh, probably not the best idea, but you're going to do it anyhow because you're going to push the envelope. That's what, you know, that's, you see the choline test, you're human, you know, mm-hmm. humans all do that. Um, but the rope, the rope and the note, the, well, the note is the reward, the payoff, and there was no payoff because you never got to read the note and find out what it was, but it was sort of like, yeah, it was sort of like you telling yourself, you know, you need more, uh, definition in your restraint. Hmm. Um, That would be, you know, I think the strangest one I can ever recall anyone telling me 
was about a guy who used to dream at night that he was standing on this mountain top with all these little Hindu Gandhi-like guys at the bottom, and he was uh, wearing orange sun god robes, and all these little Gandhi guys were throwing gherkin pickles at him. And that was probably the strangest dream I've ever had anyone send me uh, and and uh, trying to trying to elaborate on that one was you know I wrote that down and took it to a conference in Las Vegas of other uh, psychologists and, oh, and wow. specifically doctors who do nothing but dream interpretation and um, wow there's the best for that? oh yeah absolutely. There are some psychologists who do absolutely nothing but dream therapy, hypnotic, regression, that sort of thing. And wow. uh, the best answer that I got collectively from the dream interpreters was that this person was on the borderline of schizophrenia. And oh this was a chemical reaction dream uh, uh, to his serotonin levels which I found to be an interesting answer, considering what the dream represented. I thought it was sexual myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> wow. The, the little gherkins and the Gandhi-like guys in the robes. Uh, right. You know, this, okay. this guy needed to find a girlfriend really quickly. <laughs> or apparently he's going to go crazy. Something, <laughs> you know. Wow. You know, it... It, most of the time, there there may not be a message in the dream. There's just mm -hmm. you pleasing yourself mentally with the dream, and most right. people never get that part. Yeah, it's really sad, and you know, they some might get it, but they just don't remember it either. Well, they come into the office angry because I keep having this damn dream over and over <laughs> and over again, and it won't. And I'm not happy, and I want to know what it means, and yada, yada, yada. And I said, look, it doesn't have to mean anything. It's just your way of taking your mind out for a little walk in the park. Exactly. I mean, we've got to vent somehow. we got to get that stress out somehow. Absolutely, and that's what dreams are. They're a methodology of allowing ourselves to take our mind out for a walk and do the things in our dreams that we couldn't do in reality. Yep, exactly. There's an infinite amount of possibilities to be had in our dreams. And that can be totally taken advantage of if you can become aware that you control your dreams and that they are um, able to be brought into consciously. The whole lucid dreaming thing is a very big uh, little factor on my part. I love lucid dreaming. My favorite time is in the early afternoon, right after, you know, I'm done working a shift at work, I come home and I'll take, like, a little cat nap, but it's, like, more of, like, almost a deep meditation. And it's like a dream where I'm awake and I'm not awake at the same time, and then I really manipulate that lucid state. It's great. The beginning of REM sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. So wow. I had, I've only had like two um, really powerful lucid dreams, and the one I remember how 
I was laying there, and then I thought I got up, and I started walking around my house, and I'm like, I really think I'm dreaming right now. So I decided to, like, um, make myself float in the air and do a flip. So what happened was I got up in the air, and then I started to, you know, do a little somersault in the air, but I only got halfway. My Ouch. head, you know, was down to the ground, and my feet were up to the ceiling. So and what did the German just give you for that? I'm sorry? What did the German judges give you for that, a 9.5? or? Mary Kay is asking to talk a little more about lucid dreams. Ah, how to. I think she wants to know about awake state dreaming. Okay. Well, um, if you – see, I'm not good about the awake state dreaming. If you want to talk a little bit about that, and then I'll talk about the lucid dreams. Well, go ahead and give me what you got, and if you know if there's something I can add, I will. You okay. Know, this is well, your show. I don't want to take over. <laughs> well, you're definitely a very informative guy, and I think you should definitely come on the show again if you would like. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't aware you were here. You'll have to email me when you're going to be on again. Oh, it's on every morning, every or no, every Monday mornings at seven. Oh, okay. I'll have to keep no. that in mind. Good deal. Yeah, you can just either add me on Blog Talk or favorite the show. Because I'm usually up by about 4.30 or 5. And, um, oh, my gosh. Well, I edit my book uh, early in the morning. Uh, I do a lot of my writing and editing overnight and in the early hour of morning. So if I do sleep, I'll, I'll be up by 4.30 and uh, work on the book until 5 or 6. Wow. And have some coffee and, and come to a conscious state. Uh <laughs> Never write clear-headed. It takes away from the creative process. Oh, really? Um, That's good advice. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to do this writing thing. and I found I woke up actually yesterday morning, and I don't know if you heard again earlier, but I read Conversations with God, so I kind of wanted to write <laughs> God myself. Boy, that'll so, stimulate you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it was pretty cool, and I, I, it just happened right when I woke up. Like For some reason, I just had to write as soon as I woke up. So I just went with it, and it really was a much better time of day to write. It wasn't clouded by any other opinions and judgment that I made throughout the whole day, so it was really nice. Um, okay, well, anyways. The conscious dream here. state basically is sort of a an advanced state of daydreaming. You clear your mind of everything, uh, focus on something. Uh, for me, I look out my window and... Um, I can see the ocean, so I kind of sit here and focus on something far out at sea and allow my mind to just kind of wander wherever it wants to go that way. And um, most intelligent people will grasp that capability and run with it when they can. Uh, I highly and strongly urge you not to try and do this while driving, um, because there are other people on the freeway who are also doing it, and it'll look like NASCAR. So please, yeah. you know, wait till you're sitting by the beach or looking in your office at a picture or something like that. Uh, yeah. We are professionals. Don't, don't try and do this at home, you know, that sort of thing. Definitely, I feel you. See, those are, that's another thing I wanted to bring into the light. Now, not just dreams that happen during sleep, but the daydreams are very important as they kind of really give you that um, 
creative process since you kind of are awake and then you really go into, you know, la-la land and drift off into your own. I think the urgency of daydreams is more important than night dreams primarily because of the fact that whatever you're thinking or feeling is so urgent that it's pushing to the top in a conscious state is like trying to get your attention and say, hey, you know, Mm -hmm. gridlock, listen to this. This is important, (laughs) you know. And uh, so when I have patients who are coming to me with something like that, I say, well, let's talk about that, you know, and and let them – and, and lead them through it. Let them interpret it on their own as to what they think. Because 90% of the time, they have the answers. They just can't interpret them properly. Right, right, right. They always and It's like the walking a small child across the street. You take his hand, you look both ways, and then you, you kind of waltz him across the street. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very good uh, example. <laughs> um, let's see it. Talk about. We'll talk a little bit about the lucid dreams now. Okay, now lucid dreaming is when you are conscious of the fact that you are dreaming, and you can really take control of your dreams that way. I don't know if any of you have heard of the movie Waking Life. Very good movie. It's um, it's pretty much an entire dream, and it takes you through this person's dream and how he talks to anybody he wants, random people, just all these random things going on. And in it, it gives you um, some clues as to how to get into lucid dreams. Now, there's techniques that you can do. There are in kind of sleep inductions that you can do yourself. There's, um, let's see, I think they call it the wild so wake-induced lucid dream, and mm-hmm. it's where you are sitting there awake and you're consciously focusing on, like, dreaming and, like, um, certain events, and you're just awake, and you let your body paralysis kind of take over, and um, it just kind of, like, let's see, I'm going to get a little bit more about it. Um, give, give them an example. Um, an example. See, I'm not sure because I've never had a wild before. Def, def, I don't think. Definitely give them an example. Tell, <laughs> them, tell them how you're picking cards or something. You know. Um, one of the things wow. that, and and I'll help you with this a little bit. Okay. Uh, um, lucid dream states. For people who are not, um, what's the word I want to use here? For people who are not savants, okay, who are normal in every way, your mind is so complex and scattered that you are unfocused. So the lucid dream state will allow you to pull the reins back and let the mind wander and follow its state that it wants to go in. Um, now, I when if you saw the movie Rain Man, okay, mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman played a savant, a very focused savant mathematically. Mm-hmm. This is the opposite side of a lucid dream state, okay? He was perfectly awake. However, 
his mind had such a grasp of numerical mathematic capability that he could look at the box of toothpicks and know that there were four in the box. He could look and count a five-shoe deck of cards and know how many aces were left, how many picture cards were left, and like that. That's focused. Mm -hmm. That's a savant. Most people have that capability in their brain. They do not, however, have control of it or a means of teaching themselves to control it that way. So that's why everyone doesn't go to Vegas and count cards. <laughs> the lucid state is sort of taking the uh, the leashes off of your puppies of your mind and allowing them to run free in the park. Mm. Okay. A little poetic for this early in the morning, but I apologize for that. <laughs> oh, that's quite all right. Definitely a beautiful morning. we got to create a better Monday morning atmosphere. So, Is it cold yet there in Cleveland? Oh, it is freezing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm I don't do four-letter weather. I cold and snow. I, I I don't go above the Manson-Nixon line once the... Uh, <laughs> Once the weather changes up there, I, I have a lot of friends in the Northeast and the, in in uh, many states up there, but uh, I don't do cold weather very well at all. Yeah, I've had a little Freezing. too much trauma to the body for cold weather. <laughs> yeah, it's been cold for a good month and a half now. <laughs> well, you I'm guys are serious here. about winter there. You really do winter well there. Oh yeah, we annihilate it, but sometimes it really gets us. It is. This one's going to be a bad one. I already tell. I can already tell it's going to be. Really? How come? How do you know? Um, because it's been. It got cold so early this year. Like, I see. It was, it was barely warm at all. Like it felt like just the heat wave lasted for like three months, and then boom, it's cold. Yeah. It's way. It's way more colder than it is warmer here. Oh, I had something really good happen that might be useful for your show. I had a guy come to me in July, and he told me of a dream that he had. Now, it turns out that this was not a dream. This was precognition. And okay. I, But he had this reoccurring precognitive dream, and he said it wasn't fuzzy like my normal dreams. It was like watching a videotape. And I said, well, tell me what you saw in the tape. And he said, well, I was at the World Series. I said, yeah, who was playing? And he named the teams that were playing. And he said, the Yankees and the Phillies were playing. That's interesting. And I'm writing all this down. And uh, I said, what do you think that means? He says, well, he says, uh, you know, I'm a Marlins fan, so... Uh, it doesn't mean much to me. I, I wouldn't go to a World Series with those two teams. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, but this is significant in, in some fashion. So mm -hmm. anyhow, he uh, he says, I'm going to Vegas next week to uh, to a conference. And I said, well, you know, in Vegas you can bet on the, the outcome of the World Series, and the earlier you bet, the higher the odds are. And he said, yeah, I'll think about that. So he, he went to Vegas to his conference, and he came back. And he bet on those two teams to win the World Series, and he spent, I think, $10 per team. So he spent oh, wow. 20 bucks. Right. And 
of course, the Yankees won the World Series, and he made enough money off of that bet to pay off his house. Wow. And that actually That's happened. That's a real client of mine. So. Wow. That is awesome. Man, well, I need those kind of things. See, the thing is that the the message here to that to that story is mm-hmm. that you really need to pay attention to detail. Don't take it literally, but you know, you know, dreams are mostly fuzzy. They're incoherent, unclear pieces of a story that's going on in your mind. Precognition, on the other hand, is very much like watching a videotape with a lot of detail. And the detail could, in some cases, be very significant in your life. So you really need to kind of watch that. Yeah, definitely. That's why I try to write down, when I wake up, I'll write down just as many things as I can remember. Any detail, any signs, any pictures, any anything. So that way, just in case it needs to go back to or something that needs to be brought to light, it will be. At a different time, it's all in writing there, but you know, you just—they really just disappear from you almost instantly when you wake up. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I had to go back when this guy told me that you know he had just paid off his house in forty-one. I went back to my July session notes and pulled it out. I said, I can't believe I had in my possession the prediction for who was going to win the World Series, and I didn't make a penny off of it. <laughs> and I, I just can my wife, you know, basically came in and was screaming to me, you knew this and you did nothing about it. And I said, well, I'm not a gambler. I'm a, you know, I'm a psychologist. And she said, well, in the future, pay attention to the gambling bets. We, uh, so, okay. Because I could have made the bet right here from the house. Wow. You can call Vegas from anywhere in the country and make a bet. Wow, really? No, yeah. Yeah, I had a kid with a gambling addiction problem who ran up an $800,000 tab. Oh, boy. Using his father's gold <laughs> card, or platinum card, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, what we're going to do, we're going to take a short break real quick. And after, play a couple songs then, do you want, would you like to come back and then talk a little bit more about lucid dreaming? Sure, absolutely. All I right, need to get great. some more coffee anyhow. All right, perfect. All right, then we will be right back. All right, so let's see. We're going to play a little bit of, um, play a little bit of Leona Lewis, uh, and then we'll play some of the Dream Theater. Someone once told me that you have to choose what you win or lose. You can't have everything. Don't you take chances, you might feel pain. Don't you love in vain? Love won't set you free. I could stand by the side. Once this life passed me by So unhappy Safe as could be
When I lose all sense of time, there's no place I'd rather find. I'm 
All right. A little bit of losing time by yours truly, the dream teacher. Hopefully you all enjoyed that. Yes, it's uh, my own little song. And like I said, I did the work before doing music and stuff. So I kind of use it for my shows as little bites, I guess. I have the opening one, um, let's see, for the Dream Teacher. And yes, I made that one. And together we can. Maybe I'll play a little bit more as we go along. But all right, we're going to be doing some talks about lucid dreaming. Uh, Morgan, I'm going to go ahead and put you back through. Let's see if I can get the switchboard to cooperate right now. All right, Morgan, are you on there? Yeah. All right, good deal. My switchboard you should is put that out on the market somewhere. Um, I thought about it, but, like, I don't even know where to go. I have, like, a whole CD. There's, like, 11 songs that I did put up for a Dude, while. Dude, you need to market that. <laughs> really? Yeah, of course. Wow. That's a that's a good sound. I think uh, I think somebody would pick up on that. There's there's such a vast market of music out there on so many different realms that you know um, I think you would probably get slid into the new age area somewhere oh, or something definitely. along that, or even mood music for that matter. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I thought about it. Somebody told me before. They're like, "Wow, these songs kind of sound like." Uh, something that I would just have sex to, and I'm like, hmm, well, I mean, hey, that's fine. I'm You're being with compared that. to Ravel's Bolero. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that is the most erotic, sexy, classical song in history. <laughs> what is More it? More children have been created to that piece of classical <laughs> music than any other piece of classical music in history. Wow. <laughs> Um, if you get a chance, you should listen to it. R-A-V-E-L, and then the song is called Bolero. Bolero? B-A-L-E-R-O. Okay, well, you should type it in the chat, and that way I can see it that way. Oh, okay. That would be perfect. And I can just copy and paste. <laughs> well, that's pretty funny, yeah. Somebody said that's weird. I'm like, wow, I never really thought about it. But, like, the whole CD is, there's... Um, I think five songs with words and then six songs with no words. Oh, okay, perfect. Rubble. Well, that's probably the best compliment a musician can get on a song. Is it's, I mean, you know, if somebody tells you that they want to make love to your music, at least they're not trying to go to war. I mean, it's just the opposite. The ultimate yeah, piece, pardon the pun. <laughs> How punny. <laughs> I've heard of that one the other week. I was like, oh, yeah, can't wait to use that. But, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. I never thought about it like that. But I would whew, love to get that out there. I mean, Mary Kay says you are too young to remember Bolero. <laughs> I'm only 20. I, yeah, I kind of figured that. Yeah, you know, I was 20 once. Uh, well, actually more than once, but that's another <laughs> number I don't want to deal with. <laughs> I'm almost there. I'm not even 21 yet. Oh. Trust me. Relax. Enjoy the time. <laughs> you're just starting out. I guess the best advice I would give you is find something you're extremely passionate about and focus on it, making it your career. 
pick something that you would do for free even though they're willing to pay you. Uh, Ironic and, enough, here we sit on the radio show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? Right. There it is. Hey, that's, that's the one thing I'm going for. I got two shows right now. So, and I'm really thinking about going to school for broadcasting and just being on the radio and seeing where it takes me. I mean, I dream of fame, fortune, wealth, you know, all well, the whole nine. Be careful with Hollywood. They'll break your heart. Uh, I've gotten my heart broken enough times that... Fame is, uh, fame is really... Um, fame is really kind of... Uh, its own reward in some cases. Um, when my book went international and I started getting, I, I do book signings all over the world now, but uh, oh, wow. when I, when I, some of the book signings that I've done because of the content of my book have, have sort of looked like the cafe scene at Star Wars. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, you, these are people that are buying your books, so you have to, of course, be nice to them. But some of right. these folks are a little bit scary. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, you know, their family tree goes straight up and doesn't branch. You know. Oh my. A lot of fun. Sorry, I got a truck going by here. Oh, I thought maybe you had an airplane landing. <laughs> no, not this time. I mean, I live, I live right in the city, and I. I live in the direct center of East Lake, so I can see the stadium from my house, and and there's restaurants everywhere, and just cars constantly driving by. Do you guys get, you guys have separate stadiums for the Browns and the um, Indians? Yeah, or we do. They play in the same ballpark. No, we have separate ones, and they just renamed it. It used to be Jacobs Field, and now it's the Prague Progressive Field. Oh yeah, so, yeah, that's right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nobody's happy about that. <laughs> really? How come? I, it's just always used to be Jacob's Field, and nobody likes the progressive. It's just like, ah, uh, come on. I don't even. There was no point in them changing it. There's no reason. It was always Jacob's Field, and then now that you well, know, somebody got a paycheck it, for changing the exactly. name. You can pretty much guarantee that. Oh, exactly. That's why. So. They're making their money, whatever. It'll still always be Jacobs Field to us for the real Cleveland people. <laughs> it's like Camden Yards in Baltimore. They built these two beautiful stadiums for the Ravens and the Orioles, and mm-hmm. they tore down Memorial Stadium, um, which there was so much history in this ballpark. You know, like half dozen world championships on the football side and countless World Series were played and won there by the Orioles, and they tore it down. I said, there's no respect wow. for tradition or history anymore. Right? That's you so know, I, I couldn't believe it. I had gone back there for a, a conference at Hopkins, and I always used to go by that ballpark because a lot of my old friends were major league ball players. And when I went there and it was gone, it was like somebody took a finger from my hand or something. I couldn't believe it. And I said, you know. Oh, my God. Sports history has to have more respect for it than uh, than what's going on out there. Oh, definitely. Especially if these players are getting paid millions of dollars. You know, when a guy gets $161 million to throw a baseball and a cancer <laughs> researcher is barely making eighty grand a year, there's something seriously wrong with our uh, yeah. prioritizations there. Oh, yeah. 
you know, give the cancer research people the $161 million. They needed more than the, the ball players. Oh, definitely. They have a lot better stuff to be doing right now. I actually heard a ball player say in an interview once that he couldn't make it on $100 million a year. Wow. How can you not get by on 100 mil a year? I, I don't yeah, – there are governments that, that make it on less money than that. Right? You know? <laughs> That's crazy. I certainly make it on less than that. As I'm, I can make it on the interest. <laughs> I mean, the interest alone would be 4 or $5 million a year. Oh, my gosh. Man, I would be so happy. I, you know, I could do. Yeah, okay. I see what fame does to people. I can definitely see that. <laughs> nice but like, one, I, nice one. If I were to get a million dollars, I know exactly what I would do with it. I was just with this conversation has been had so much lately because I thought I was going to win the PCH thing. It was yeah. just a bunch of visions and um, numerical coincidences. So I was totally dead set on it. And I'm like, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do with a million dollars, and. I would do a lot of investing, a lot of, <laughs> yeah, giving it to other people, as Byron so well put. I mean, I would give it to a bunch of people. There's a lot of people that I would take care of and, you know, immediate people. And then I would start uh, plenty, tons and tons of businesses and new ideas. And I have books and books full of ideas and new inventions to create and new, um, like, websites, just a whole bunch of new stuff. Like, one of them I was thinking of doing Intuitex, and it's where it's – I don't know if any of you have heard of ChaCha, um, but it's an online-based texting service that I do work for. And what you do is you text any question that you have to 242-242, and then, um, yes, I do take calls, Angel Walker, and thank you for coming through tonight. Um, you can call and talk about your dreams. Or you, you can just type them in the chat. Ah, cool, thank you. But yeah, I do um, do that kind of work. And then I was thinking about intertwining it and doing where you can text the psychic any question. And then, you know, they answer and they give you an intuitive answer. So I thought that would be a pretty cool thing to start, too. But right now, they have to be up there. Yeah. With the, with the advanced state of the Internet, there have to be sites out there for that, I'm sure. Um, I don't think I don't there are any there original are ideas now. left anymore. There really aren't. They're all just really being taken up. Huh. Like, I'll come up with an idea, and seriously, the next day, it'll be out, it'll be out there, and it'll, I'll find it or something like that. I'm just like, wow, oh, my gosh. you really got to jump on that inspired thought as soon as you have it. As soon as I had somebody it. come up to me and... Matter of fact, on one of the shows I do here on BTR, and they said, why don't you have a website where people can do nothing but ask you questions? And I said, well, that's not a bad idea. And the next day I Googled the idea, and there were like 50 sites out there. I thought, forget <laughs> <Yeah>. about it. <laughs> All right, we do have a caller, 860. I'm pretty sure this is Angel Walker. So we're going to go ahead and put her him or her through. Okay. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, I'm so glad I found you. Oh, good. Um, my name is Lonnie. Okay, hi, Lonnie. And um, oh no, I'm glad I found you. I'm in New England, and usually there's not too much on Black Doctors early, so I was yeah. very pleased. <laughs> 
so I made a reminder. Um, oh, wonderful. Uh, let, uh, okay, this is going to be a weird kind of dream. Okay. But I've been dreaming it over, over and over for the last three or four days. When I go back to sleep, I dream it again. And I'm usually a very grounded person. I try to grind myself every day. I've been dreaming that I'm homeless, that I've lost everything, and that I'm searching, and I can't even find my husband, and I have nowhere to live. And that's like so out of context. Right. That's very scary. That's a very insecure feeling I definitely feel for you. Um, So now, is there um, any settings and... Any, what do you feel? Do you feel scared and worried, or are you actually okay with it? With the dream? Mm-hmm. The dream, like the dream frightens me. Frightened you, uh, okay. Well, so. you know, we do, we, we have moved to a bigger place, and, you know, we do have issues, but not nothing we can't handle. Right. So, what I'm thinking there may be some kind of issue that, is either predominant now or has been set aside and that is going to um, depending on how you deal with it 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 can have some negative influence now I think that what your dream is kind of showing you is that okay well this is kind of a way that it can go you know if this problem isn't solved then you know you really could almost in a sense lose it all and Mm -hmm. if you're homeless that is really for me, it really suggests that you need to kind of bring attention on the home life. Yeah. And that's like a, you know, a big main focus for you. Um, Morgan, do you have any opinion about what's going on? The homeless part of it, um, you're married and you have a home and you're, you're very stable. So the homeless side of it is what kind of gets my attention here. This, uh, to me, sounds like your mind is basically telling you to shed some of the things that it's it's complicating your life with. Um, okay. You're you're telling yourself, you know, why just stop doing this to yourself. Um, uh, allow yourself the freedom to uh, to just focus on what's important. Reprioritize, if you will. Okay. Sorry, that Would you? Um, Oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, would you like me to pull a card for you just to kind of see oh, where to put you? All right, great. Ace of spades. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, what I got was the ship, and the ship is very suggestive of traveling and a lot of kind of movement. It is a very positive card, and it's, like I said, it just suggests um, lots of movement. So I think there's movement going around in your life right now and it could be um actually let's see affairs are moving rather than stagnant so i'm kind of gonna i'm gonna pull another card for you just to kind of see where these areas relate to um okay and we got the tree so there is a lot of movement going on in your personal growth and your maturity and that everything is it's moving in the right direction, and it's moving for this reason. And with your dream, it's helping you to be able to grow, and it is really telling you to kind of 
reflect and look back and really just kind of take everything in where when the tree comes up it tells you that you kind of need to sit back and sit under the shade and think for a while do you know what i mean i need to meditate more there you go can i ask you a question yeah are you on the fence about something um yeah a a personal decision of some kind yes that you've been kind of building on for a while yeah, I have. I had to take custody of my uh, grandchild from the Boom. hospital, and I'm going back in court for that. And it's always heavy go. on my mind. There's but your you know, when I was, right there. Yeah, and when I was a kid, um, you know, I had one a struggled childhood like a lot of people do, and I was homeless for a short time. So that I guess that old fears, you know. There you go. Can you yeah. see how the homeless dream correlates to? the taking custody of a child? Now that you say that, now that you say that. You're yeah. preventing homelessness. It's not that you're going to be homeless. Oh, it's that in the back cry. of your mind you're going to keep from becoming homeless. Yeah, because in the dream he's with me. Yeah, there you go. Okay. You See, you tied it all together in your dream. <laughs> wow. No, you just tied it together for me. <laughs> No, honey, it's all you. You did this yourself. Wow. Oh, yeah. Very okay, much so. Okay, thank you. You guys are you're awesome. So awesome. Oh, you're welcome, hon. We'll have a beautiful Yeah, I will be show. listening, and I will be podcasting you, so awesome. I'm Angel Walker in the chat room. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. No charge. <laughs> okay, thank you. Blessings. Have a great day. All right. All right. Well, that was, well, that was fun. One. Yeah. That worked out pretty well, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't a complicated dream. Uh, yeah, that's true. Sometimes these things build on each other, and you get a lot of um, what I call transitory idealisms that complicate the dream so that the baseline of what you're actually confused or concerned about doesn't come to the surface, and it kind of throws... It can throw off somebody who's trying to help you. Oh, definitely. I mean, that throws me off all the time. Totally, dude. (laughs) Oh, I have to type back. You're so welcome, Angel Walker. (laughs) Big old heart for you. I think she's Um, dead direction now on what's going to happen with the future. And she'll probably stop having that dream. Oh, I think so. I definitely think so. Oh, man, that just brought me to another kind of point that, hmm, I wonder if, you know, just talking about it and helping people interpret these will immediately stop them and just cut them off. So if you're listening to this and we've helped you with a dream, if you want, call back, especially if you're listening in archives, and tell us if the dream has, you know, dissipated and, you know, it's no longer going there, and what dream kind of came in to support that. Oh, we have another caller on the air, caller 216, but they didn't raise their hand. So if you do have a dream that you would like to talk about, just go ahead and press 1, and we'll be more than happy to put you through. And then we can talk about your dream and get a little bit better analysis of it. As Hey, I love analyzing things. Man, that is like my job. <laughs> Analytical. There you go. Yeah. There's your passion. There's what? There's one of your passions. You're analytical. Oh, yeah. 
definitely. I analyze everything. I will analyze have you, um Have you ever taken a Myers-Briggs test? No. I think that that would be a very good thing for you. Myers-Briggs is a, it's an evaluation, and it basically will tell you what your passions truly are without you even knowing completely what they are. It will give you great direction and tell you what uh, fields that you should focus on that will be good for you. Mm, you can get this. You can do this online. Um, and you can do it at home. I think it's like ten bucks, but it's okay. called a Myers Briggs test. You take it, and then you pay for the key, which is I think the ten dollars. And uh, it'll interpret it. It'll give you a four-letter code, and these mm-hmm. will be four fields and positions and everything. And uh, absolutely, highly recommend this for you because, to me, you're very focused, you're intelligent, and you're intuitive. And these are very big things and can be very useful if, um, you know, if they're used in the right way. You just need to focus, and focus is such a big thing. I do a lot of public speaking nationwide, and Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I tell young people is that, uh, you know, the hardest thing for you to do is focus on what's right for you. First, you have to find out what that is, and then really stay focused on it because it'll make you a, a more of a success in your future than you can even conceive. Definitely. I feel you. Like, I have really, really strong focus. That is one of my biggest uh, abilities, I guess, is I have a good determination and a good focus. But, like, sometimes I don't surround myself with the right things and I focus too much on the wrong thing. That's human well, nature. Recognize oh, yeah. them is what's important. When you do that, exactly. <clears throat> and I'm working to figure out which is the best place for me to focus. That's why I call in so many times, like to psychics and stuff, and I'll just get um, not so much outside opinions. Like, I would rather get an opinion from a psychic than I would like a close friend, you know, because like it's just like they know, and like my close friends they already have some kind of biased opinion of me because of our past experiences together and all that. So. I like to give Most of the clients, clarity. in your case, like this, I tell them, you can take the advice of others regardless of their of their profession. Mm-hmm. But the only one that truly knows you is you, mm-hmm. and that is the person that you must trust the most. <laughs> That's so ironic because uh, that's what my little conversation was about with God here. I was talking about how I was very much um, involved and obsessed with what other people thought about me, and especially all through high school. Well, not all through high school, but, like, the last few years, I moved um, my junior year. So I started junior year in a different school, and... I was just so involved with what other people were thinking about me, you know, I had to be popular and all that stuff. And yeah. that was my big focus. And so I wanted to use, I wanted to figure out my gifts and being able to do that and get the recognition. And like I said, I just used it all up completely. And that's what I guess God was saying was that, you know, I don't know why you're 
obsessed with everybody else's thoughts when your thoughts are the only true ones that matter for yourself. Yeah, and I'm like, that's you know true. what? Wow. And I just started laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so funny. I did a show last week with uh, a paranormal group out of uh, Texas, and mm-hmm. you know the whole we did the whole two hour show and everything. And I said, the bottom line is that when science creeps over the wall of immortality, it's going to find religion sitting there all the time, smiling, saying, "What took you so long?" You know, and <laughs> you really kind of need to look at it that way. Okay, I can definitely look at it. That brings a new perspective to it. Hmm. You know, it's all the collective information of the entire world and all the people in it would make but a grain of sand on the beach of time. Whew. That's heavy. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I try and not get that heavy this early in the morning because <laughs> people are just waking up, but unfortunately... Right. It's sort of the way my mind works, so I, I kind of oh. got to back off a quad here and have some more <laughs> coffee and kind of let people say, whoa, dude, back off, you know. <laughs> Too many years in Southern California as a kid, you know. Right. <laughs> I wish. Oh, my gosh. I'll be there eventually. I guess I'm going to be in L.A. too at some point. Who knows? But, oh, my gosh, we already have 10 minutes left. So I did want to talk a little bit more about the lucid dreams and the lucid dream state. Good idea. And how to get into there. Now, I've, I'm sure most of you have heard of those little tips and tricks. Um, the one, the two things that are very, um, very obvious, let's see, the time thing. When you're in a dream and if you, maybe if you wear a watch to bed, um, or just can find, if you're able to find some sort of time-telling device in your dream, take a notice what happens to it and notice the numbers. Um, it should come up like all distorted or blurry or you'll just be a, unable to read it. I haven't personally been able to look at a, a watch of some sort in my dreams. I don't know why I can't find a watch. Um, but I guess that helps a lot of other people. So use that kind of technique. Also, um, another one is flipping a light switch. That one is a very good one. Um, if you walk into any room or anywhere, turn on the switch and see if it does something. Because usually um, electronics just don't work in dreams. I don't know why, but it's pretty weird. And then also another very good technique. And there's actually a really good video on YouTube, and it's whenever you walk into a door, um, actually just try walking into any doors, period, because when you walk through a door, it's like, um, it's like um, a new surrounding, it like completely takes you, whenever, okay, it's a very significant symbolism is, you know, walking through a door, seeing that open door, you know, it's a very good way to bring yourself into a wake state in your dream. I'm going to look up this video, and it's a really good video. Um, it's these, uh, these guys made it, and they take you through a bunch of doors and visual doors, and I, I think they say something after each one of them. I'm going to share that with you guys. It's really wonderful. It's so good.
But like I said, um, Waking Life, excellent, excellent movie to check out if you're really interested in lucid dreaming. Um, it's such a cool, like a dream. That's all. It's pretty much all a dream. And it takes you through this entire scheme of this one. I don't even know if he's a kid or not, but it's pretty cool. Definitely check that out. I'm looking this up right now. Do you have anything to add, Morgan, on lucid dreams and how to get there? Yeah, I think you pretty well nailed it. Crossing the uh, crossing the doorway, um, the path um, of crossing over, so to speak, of cognitive to uh, to lucid dream state is uh, is it's physical, but it's metaphysical as well, and you have to allow. You know, it's an individual thing, and there's no real cookie-cutter way. You have to find what works for you. And uh, once you find that technique, you can reuse it as many times as you want. But um, uh, find, you know, a lot of women talk about going through an arbor gate or crossing a small bridge or something along those lines. But find what works for you and allow it to, uh, to take you where you want it to go. There you go, exactly. Um, there's another thing. Um, there's a thing up on YouTube. Oh, man, I don't even know if you've heard that. But it is this really weird sound, and it's like a binaural beat kind of thing. And you just listen to it, and you focus your mind on it. Let's see. I'm going to mm-hmm. put it up in the chat if anybody wants to take a look at this. And you sit there. It's like for nine minutes, and it brings you into this really weird state of mind. And I am a big, big believer on... Um, sounds that put you into states of mind and different frequencies provoking different states and all that. So I really think um, binaural beats affect our minds and can definitely help induce a lucid dream state. If you're sitting here and listening to the sound and then you know you just pass out and fall asleep, it's, I think that's what you're supposed to do. So if you have a good couple minutes, definitely check out that link that I posted. And I'll actually post it up on the page itself after the show if you guys want to check out some of the stuff. I'll just put it as a comment. And, Morgan, if you would like um, to post a comment for a link for your book at the end of the show, that would be good, too. So no, people I can certainly will. check out a little bit about you and your book and stuff like that. Because, um, I mean, I would have advertised it on the show, but I didn't know you are going to be here. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that, right? Right, right. <laughs> oh, you've been doing doing hollow sync. Oh, it doesn't do anything for you? Okay, okay. Um, see, it just depends. I think that um, I tried out that hollow sync, too, and isn't, I'm pretty sure that's like a company itself. And that I didn't work out. I did recommend um, white noise, ocean sounds, and forest sounds. Okay, yeah. It's a TV system you can buy almost anywhere, and that works really, really well for a lot of people. Definitely. They have that uh, pink noise, too. I don't know if you heard of that Mm -hmm. one. Absolutely. But I don't know what the difference is or if there's any better, if each is better. I think the white noise is a different state, and the pink noise is totally different, too. Well, they're different waves, uh, different alpha and beta waves. Okay, okay. Let's see. I'm trying to find this video, and it's oh, it's so weird. It's like 
Murphy's Law. You'll never find something you look for. Right. <laughs> I always find that. And the moment you stop looking, way. you won't be able to get rid of it. <laughs> Let's see. Man, it's not in any of these. Let's see. Well, what it did is it, it went through and walked through a bunch of doorways, mm-hmm. and it said, um, oh, man, it said the weirdest thing. It was like, oh, come on, i got to remember this. Every time it walked into a door, it said something like um, lucid dream or it said awake or something, awake state or something like that. I cannot remember. If you build it, they will come. Right, exactly. But it was just over and over. And every time they walked through a door, they repeated this word. And then I watched it as I was, like, falling asleep. And, man, I had some intense dreams that night. And, like, I was lucid for a little bit, but not all the way. Like, I wasn't in a complete lucid state. But it was definitely a good little trick. So, again, um, with the doorways, look through the doorways. Find some doors, open doors, walk through any door that you see. And even what you can do is do a little meditation and create um, your own door where it's labeled lucid state. And what you can do is work yourself up to it and then open the door and walk through it whenever you're ready. And that has definitely a good possibility to bring you into a deep lucid state. I think so. Do you have any experience with lucid dreams, Morgan? Um, a little, but mostly from case-related situation that I, I really can't uh, can't go into on the air. Right, right. Uh, I was just seeing if you had personal. But yeah, there are some uh, there are some very good examples of where lucid dreaming has been used in medicine, law enforcement, science. Uh, a number of different uh, professions where they use it. Uh, some of the new game companies that are out there use this to help develop ideas and open the mind up for their game uh, creators. Uh, I would using, think so. You because know, because it takes it to crazy. a whole other level. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like some of these games, I'll sit there and play a game like on Xbox, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this stuff is so crazy. Like, how would they even think of this? And it really, it's almost like a dream in itself. Like There you go. Playing some of these games. It really is. Like, it's really giving you a dream of someone else. And, I mean, it, it, it all starts out that way, right? Like, it starts out as a dream. and Everything you know, starts out as a dream. I exactly. Creation starts as ideas, which start as impulses. Yep, exactly. You have thought, word, and action. Follow the bunny trail. <laughs> See, and that makes me bring us to another point as we have one minute left. Life Uh-oh. is but a dream. I know, it went by so fast. <laughs> well, great conversations are like that. When you're having a good time talking to somebody, the time just flies by. When I lose all sense of time. <laughs> Love that song. And we Definitely. sort of checked out without the luggage there. <laughs> well, Morgan, well, thank you for coming on today. It was I enjoyed talking with you. It was good. Thank you. And hopefully you'll come back again. We'll be here every Monday morning. Well, now that I know where so, you are, I'll come and see yep. you. Good deal. Alright, well, thank you very much and have an amazing morning and rest of the day. You too. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Alright.
that was a nice little surprise. I'm glad that I could have a psychologist and another dream interpreter up here. So hopefully he'll be back um, helping interpret your dreams. Again, thank you all for coming out this morning. It's been a wonderful Monday morning. And I am going to go inside and warm up. It's a little bit cold out here up in Cleveland. So I'm going to enjoy probably some lucid states of my own here in a little bit. And maybe we will find ourselves lucidly connecting. Who knows? <laughs> Again, thank you all for tuning in this Monday morning. And I hope you all had amazingly sweet dreams and that we will have way more to talk about in the future. Remember, life is but a dream, everyone. Love and light. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.